brother, it's time for Podmageddon! Ladies and gentlemen. Hello, gentlemen. Hey, how's it going? Hello. Pretty good. Hi. Hi. I'm Jimmy the Executioner. I am the Wrench. And I am Methane Max. We are here to discuss Lucha Underground. So, Lucha, Lucha, Lucha. Lucha Underground is a small little wrestling promotion that you could watch on the El Rey Network. That is about an hour long, which is a great amount of time for a wrestling show. A lot of excitement in that one hour as well. Definitely. They typically average around three matches a show. Depending on what type of match it is, because there's all kinds of different crazy types of matches. Max, uh, what do you uh, what do you think about Lucha Underground? Um, hey, yo, Max. Hey, yo. Hey, Jimmy. Hey. <laughs> well, I was just recently exposed to Lucha Underground, so I don't have a whole lot of knowledge about it. Uh, what I have seen was very creative, and mm-hmm. it's. It's oddly refreshing. It's very refreshing because yeah. it's very different from the WWE. Oh, absolutely. The whole uh, uh, women fighting men thing and, mm-hmm. you know, not just the super weak female thing like doing her and Kanranas on guys. The whole, it's just super creative. It's a nice like, it just, it brush, just uh, It does something. You know what I mean? A it breath of fresh air, huh? It has something for everyone. Yeah. Little people. It's a it's an equal opportunity type of uh, yeah. uh, organization. You could tell because of the matches they put on, and um, they're good matches. Oh yeah, they're really high good quality matches. It's not like you know the super cheesy. Uh, it is over the top, but not over the top in. It's a, over the top like in a WCW kind of yeah, way. In over a the good, top. entertaining way. Yeah, it's, a, it's yeah. entertaining. They're like superheroes. They're luchadors. And they're like superheroes, so it has kind of a superhero type of vibe yeah. to it. And they're talented. Very talented. It's, pr- it's pretty much the cream of the crop, best of the best, from the independent circuit, uh, AAA in Mexico and New Japan. Cream of the crop! Cream of the crop! Uh, it, and on top of that, like, they give you, like, there's a feeling they kind of present, you. like, the presentation is, is mm-hmm. it's yeah. so different. It, it, well, you know? it's, it's kind of shot like... <laughs> Like a daytime drama. Yeah, mm-hmm, it is. So it's it's very so novella opera. type. Yeah. Novella. So <laughs> it's and that it's, that in itself is unique. Uh, it's a good take on it instead of the backstage vignettes that they always have, mm-hmm. like the WWE does, like many wrestling promotions do, where you just happen upon a conversation. You know, the cameraman's just, you know, uh, happens to be there, just walking down the hallway, and all of a sudden interrupts a conversation between, you know. A superstar and somebody in charge like By this the... one is it's plotted as a tv show so it feels like you're watching a tv show mm-hmm. instead of just walking down the hallway and some guys getting coffee and also yeah. the fight breaks out right. By yeah. the, exactly you know. exactly not to say that that couldn't happen in Lucha underground <laughs> that's true but it's hasn't happened the way necessarily that the way that, that way. it's presented yeah. is much more uh theatrical cinematic yeah cinematic that's what i was looking for thank you yeah characters will die and then come back to life and stuff like that and (laughs) they change yeah nunchuck matches and 
yeah, like uh, Max mentioned, women and men are wrestling in the same matches. So, like you said, equal opportunity. Female fans can watch the show and feel like they're represented, too, because uh, the female wrestlers get in there and scrap and fight and Mm -hmm. take bumps. And, man, uh, that uh, sexy star versus Mariposa main event where, uh, you know, a lot of blood. You never see women in wrestling, for the most part, on television uh, bleed. Yeah. And there was a lot of blood in that match. I mean, certainly not in the U.S. I know Japan women do bleed in Japan. Yeah. N- maybe not so much anymore, but in the old, uh, like the mid 90s, late mm-hmm. 90s. During uh, the hardcore yeah, wrestling era. During the deathmatch era, if you will. Uh, the Japanese women did blade a bit, but. You definitely don't see that inside the States. Lucha Underground has this thing, and it's why I feel like they're kind of separating themselves from a lot of other things that are out there right now, besides the presentation. They're still doing kind of old-school wrestling stuff. Mm-hmm. They're taking yep. chair or head shots. Chair shots to the head. Yeah, they're, they're, uh, they're you know, bleeding. They're drawing color. You know, mm-hmm. they're, they're, uh, they're doing a lot of things that, like the curb stomp, Oh yeah, uh, was yeah. Uh, banned from from WWE. Yeah. Seth Rollins' old uh, finishing move was the curb stomp, and in lieu of all of the concussions and all these things, they banned it. But there you go, like you're saying, Marty the Moth busts out a, yep. a curb stomp. Oh yeah, they Lucha Underground is not. It seems like they're not afraid of putting out very risky characters. That um, some of them obviously have already developed their own characters throughout, you know, wrestling in AAA mm-hmm. and New Japan and all that. Oh, and that some of them brought are, over. Some of them are even indie guys who wrestle as, under different names outside of Lucha Underground, mm-hmm. and they're only those characters in Lucha Underground. For example, someone like Prince Puma, who is an amazing performer. I know you're a fan. Yeah, I think everybody's a fan. And in the indies, he's known as Ricochet. Actually. Uh, Known to have uh, one of the most controversial uh, matches of recent days, of yeah. Recent days, with, uh, yeah. Uh, Will Ospreay versus Ricochet. Yeah, there's a whole bunch of controversy with that. With old school guys saying that it's ruining the wrestling business because of the uh, theatrical nature of it. Very, very entertaining match. If you can go out there and and see it, I highly recommend it. Lots of flips. Very exciting match. You know, everybody knows nowadays that wrestling is not real, that it's fake. Everybody knows that. It's entertaining. But uh, you still have a lot of these guys from the old days that have that mentality that you have to try and make the audience think it's real. Yeah, Yeah. they're maintaining the kayfabe. Yeah. Whereas, uh, for instance, the Ricochet versus Willow Spray match in New Japan was kind of like watching The Predator, you know? You know that The Predator, Alien is not real, but uh, you believe it while you're watching the show. You suspend your belief because it's entertaining, and that's how Ricochet versus Will Ospreay was. Well, and it, we've talked about, you know, in a lot of ways, styles make matches, and specifically with wrestling, professional wrestling, just like in, I guess, you know, actual, like, fighting, MMA fighting or whatever, styles are always going to help uh the flows of different matches, and if you have two high flying kind of guys, that's mm-hmm. they're gonna what kind a of a match you think they're gonna match. exactly. Yeah. And um, as long as they can really kind of make it entertaining and show you something you've never maybe possibly seen before, mm-hmm. or if you have, put a little spin on it so that way, like seeing it live, it completely changes mm-hmm. uh, the way you feel about the move. But uh, yeah, I mean, I 
completely agree with you. But Ricochet, well, you, see, you see that a lot in Lucha Underground. Also, yeah. they're doing crazy moves. Yeah, uh, really awesome moves that you know I've never seen before. Actually, we um, recently saw um, there's a move that one of the wrestlers on Lucha Underground has. Uh, his name is uh, Phoenix, mm-hmm. and he has this second rope corkscrew from the inside of the ring. He does it. He jumps off the second rope, does a corkscrew turn over the ropes to the outside of the ring, mm-hmm. and um, after seeing that, actually saw that be attempted in WWE yeah. for the first time just after watching that. Mm-hmm. So, like, when you really think about it, like even the things that are being done in Lucha Underground, like people are paying attention because of the creativity they're showing in the ring. There's a lot of stuff that like they're they're able to kind of just get out there and mix it up that you've. You've never really seen before. You well, know? let's be fair. The person that attempted to do that, if you're thinking of the same one that I'm thinking of, is Sin Cara. Yeah. And yeah. we know how that one went. Yeah. Uh-oh. It was Sin Cara. <laughs> it was. They, they put a little Sin Cara on it. It did. And uh, which means uh, he caught a foot on the top rope. <laughs> <laughs> caught a foot on the top Whoa. rope. Almost broke his own neck. If It was right back that caught him, right? That's right. He saved. No. Yeah, it was. Yeah, somebody caught him and saved him i think yeah i think it was ryback hats off to ryback yeah hats off buddy so yeah there's there's a lot of really good wrestlers in there from Uh all over the place Um, and and it has a very um mexican feel to it intentionally yeah uh they wrestle in a warehouse that they call the temple that has you know kind of like an aztec type of type of look to it and um you know uh characters from AAA, which is a, a promotion in Mexico, a lot of those wrestlers that wrestle in Lucha Underground do all of their lines in Spanish, and then they're translated for uh, non-Spanish-speaking viewers, which I, I like a lot. I think that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Well, and the other thing, the other layer to this whole thing is uh, what they actually wrestle for. Because in WWE, you have, obviously, championship belts in different weight divisions and so on and so forth. Here it's your everyone's wrestling to get um, an Aztec medallion, which yeah. attaches to a belt. In the this, gift of the gods championship. Exactly, and, the, and that belt represents the number one contender mm-hmm. for the main championship. So everybody's goal is to is to get one belt, one championship, mm-hmm. regardless of whether you're male or female, and I I think that's super interesting. It, mm-hmm. it doesn't split everybody up kind of draws everybody together Mm -hmm. and uh, it makes a lot of the presentation work. Although sometimes they'll have matches for number one contendership to the title also. So every once in a while, there's a person that's just like thrown into a title match. Like um, currently they had Pentagon Jr. Who has a feud right now with Montanza Cuerto, who's the champion right now. And he just won the number one contendership. So he's going to be facing Montanza for the title. But uh, while they're doing that, leading up to Ultima Lucha Dos, which is going to be coming up here soon, they're having all the wrestlers battle for the medallions, as you mentioned, to then face each other. So one person has all of the medallions and then gets that Gift of the Gods championship. Uh, They actually just did this, and um, Cage ended up being the one that won it and got his title shot and lost, and now they're doing it again. Mm-hmm. That's right. Well, it was um, 
Chavo. Wasn't it Chavo that won it originally? No, and then uh, he, Cage uh, won it, and Chavo stole it from him. That's right. That's he what it was. He stole his medallion. That's what it was. And then Cage, during the Gift of the Gods champ, uh, fight, when all of the uh, holders of the medallions were fighting each other, Cage came in and made sure that Chavo won so that he can then challenge Chavo for the title, and then he won that, and then he went on and yeah. said to... Which actually to was face the monster Montanza, and that was a great match yeah. for a guy that size. Both those guys, but uh, specifically Cage. Yeah, show off not just how strong he is, but also how agile he is. Let's talk about Cage for a second, because, like I said, I was just recently exposed to Lucha Underground. <clears throat> the first match that I watched was. Cage versus Montanza. And when you see Cage, he just looks like a big roided out dude with and I'm I'm just painting yeah. a picture here so people understand yeah. what to envision without actually having to look up Cage Lucha Underground, which you probably should to get the yeah. full effect of what I'm saying. Uh, he's he's a he is a very gigantic good dude. Yeah, not only is he big and strong and agile, but he you know, he's got a great look. Yeah. He's very entertaining to watch. And you would only think, just based off of American wrestling, that, but a guy like Cage, you would only expect him to do power moves. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, ye old typical British bulldog moves. Mm -hmm. He's built a lot like Ryback. Yeah. Yeah. You know, very very cut up, so very muscular, but also very large. Yes. So you'd you'd imagine he'd have the moveset of Ryback. Something like a Ryback. Yeah. yeah, The most uh, athletic thing he does is a drop kick off the second rope right so imagine my surprise when i see him doing moonsaults to the outside mm-hmm. and a cork i believe it was a corkscrew over the top rope yeah onto montanza you know and it it took me by surprise because again here's a guy who he has to be like close to 260 yeah, yeah. if not more if yeah. not more and he's like he's with the greatest of ease, just flipping through the air. 260 might just be the weight of his head. I know. <laughs> that, it might just be the weight of his traps. I mean, the guy is yeah, humongous. He's massive. And to see that, it just, it just blew me away at the, the type of talent that they actually have. And what's even more surprising is the fact that more people don't know about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I'm sure there are a shit ton of people who actually do know about Lucha Underground, but... I considered myself a pretty big pro wrestling fan and I'm only just now catching up on it. So if I considered myself to be a pretty big pro wrestling fan and I'm just now catching up on it, there has to be others out there who are doing the same. Well, it's, it's really kind of a, like a dipping your toe into the independent wrestling circuit. That's kind of what Lucha underground is. You know, I I think that it's sort of, spawned from the perilla uh, the gorilla pro wrestling in los angeles which is the local uh wrestling promotion gorilla pro and took a lot of the guys that were performing there and put them in this and now they're on tv and now they have you know a way to showcase their skills and especially in japan and mexico the style of wrestling is very different yeah. as we mentioned from the wwe so it's um it's more audience-based than televised yeah. well and, and even between the two styles themselves uh mexican wrestling the luchador style and japanese wrestling is different from american wrestling but in the same token they're also very different from each other yeah yeah they are japanese 
uh, style has a lot more kicks and punches and martial arts type things in it, but it also borrows a lot from the luchador style with the athleticism and the flips and, you know, the speed and uh, the excitement, you know, very big moves yeah. flying off the high top rope. Yeah, yeah a, lot, and a lot of high spots, uh, a lot more high spots than you see in WWE and high spots oh, yeah. for those that maybe don't know are like big exciting moments in the match. Yeah, like uh, moonsaults off the top rope yeah. to somebody on the outside. Right. Yeah, <laughs> cage. It, that size man doing that. It was I know. crazy. It blew my mind. Yeah. So, um, but yeah. the way that I've always described Japanese style wrestling is I always picture it more as a shoot. It's even though yeah, it's more not style. It's more yeah. It's more of a shooter type of style where they're to borrow from Shinsuke, you know, it's, it's strong style, strong style. Yeah. Pun- mean, punching and kicking, not a whole lot of, uh, pullback. You're yeah. really connecting. Yeah. You're really connecting. You're doing. And I mean, like you said, they do use a lot of martial arts. They pull a lot from martial arts and, and actually in Japan, wrestlers kind of go back and forth between pro wrestling and MMA. So, I mean, mm-hmm. the, the two are kind of intertwined there, but I've always described it as, you know, a shoot style. Yeah. Whereas I would describe uh, luchador style as the high spots, the flipping, yeah. and more the rolling, and, Selling. you know, a lot more acrobatic. O- yeah. Over the top. Yeah. And, and what brings both of those together is the sense for the theatrical Mm-hmm. They're both very theatrical with yep. their character and their presentation. They uh, they give you characters. They give you characters with backstory. Um, they they get you know they try to completely be involved in the middle of uh, whatever storyline um, they're in. Yeah, you know, and and they they add the theatrical to go along with that. You see a lot more in Japan and Mexico, and also in the independent circuit since. Uh, if you're in the independent circuit as a wrestler, you're probably going to Japan and you're going to Mexico. Yeah. So you have to kind of learn a hybrid of all those different styles. But I like that in those promotions, you see feuds after the feud is sort of over. Uh, that doesn't mean that those guys forget about each other. If they ever cross paths again, they always remember that feud that they had before. Whereas in WWE, since it's much more about telling the story in television and changing the stories, it's like, John Cena can fight this one guy and then eventually that that feuds over and he's feuding with somebody else and it's like they don't even remember that that happened not until much much later when maybe those guys start feuding again and Michael Cole's going to remind everybody you know these guys uh, fought each other for the title and it's like you wouldn't even know it if he didn't say that yeah well and then JBL does some incoherent comment and followed it up by a mogul yeah, he's he's going to call out, uh, now they're doing this spot, and Michael Cole's going to be baffled for a second. Like You you know, you just broke Speaking the of bad, Oh, who gives yeah. a shit? Speaking of bad commentary, Lucha <laughs> Underground. Oh, there, no. there is one drawback oh, no. <laughs> to Lucha Underground. Don't want to get too negative on this, but uh, the, the only thing, um, you know, we'll touch on this very quickly, but the thing that I think would Im- definitely improve Lucha Underground by leaps and bounds is if they find out a way how to improve at least one half yeah. of the commentating team. Yeah. Vampiro. Uh, yeah. I understand why Vampiro is there. He probably has a lot more to do with the show than just doing commentary. He's probably 
involved a lot in the talent acquisition from Mexico and Japan, probably, and Canada and any of the other places that they might get their wrestlers from. Although he believes Canada doesn't exist. Oh, that's right. Uh, well, what was it? Alberta. Alberta. Yeah. Al- that's that's. I said this too. It's like he said uh, he's not ca- Canadian. He's from Alberta. There's no more Canadian place than Alberta, but whatever. <laughs> I mean, that that's the kind of thing that you get with Vampiro is he's trying to stay in the moment. He's trying to say the things that come to his mind, but it's, it just doesn't gel that well. And you get, and Matt Stryker, who's the other commentator, a lot of times seems like he's left with, uh, trying to commentate it on his own, picking up the pieces. Yeah. And he'll, he'll, sometimes he'll try to throw it to Vampiro and be like, Oh my God, this is insane. What do you think about this Vampiro? And, Vampiro will just say, bro, I don't even know what's going on right now. Yeah, I'm stunned right now. I'm just yeah. going to sit here and shake my I'm head. I'm just watching. Like, if you're a commentator, and we may have even mentioned this on a previous podcast, but if you're a commentator, you're there to increase the excitement. And uh, he, I just feel that he's not quite doing that. doesn't mean yeah. that he can't get better and improve, but at this point, He's probably the weakest part of the show. Well, and look, some people are just not made for doing certain things. Yeah. You know, you can attempt to do whatever it is as much as you can, but, uh, you know, it's like some people are just not made to be singers, you know? Yeah, that's They true. can't carry a note or, you know what I'm saying? So it's like you have to figure out what it is you do good. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, at least at this point, it doesn't seem like uh, Vampiro's found that just yet on commentary well he's the wrestler side matt striker is you know the play-by-play guy and uh vampiro is there to give his expertise being a veteran of the wrestling business but you don't quite get that and unless wrestlers have a stellar promo skill within them Mm -hmm. innately yeah they should just stop using wrestlers as commentators if you look back at the history of wrestlers who were commentators. Mm-hmm. Very charismatic. There's very few that were actually really good. Jesse Ventura. Jesse Ventura being was a, one. Even when he was a wrestler, renowned for his mm-hmm. promos and getting the crowd worked up. Uh, Macho Man Randy Savage for a short time. The mm-hmm. only reason that they wanted him to do commentary was because he was so charismatic. Yep. And, uh, you know, Jerry the King Lawler's been doing it for yep. a long time. Yep. And a guy that was always good at building heat and uh, being very charismatic. And then you see someone like JBL, not that we're going to dump on JBL again, but again, (laughs) a guy that's (laughs) not really, I don't really understand why he's doing commentary because he's not really adding much to the show. He's almost making it harder for the other commentators. Yeah. And I mean, you look back at guys like, like we did mention JBL, like Booker T. Yeah. Not good. Uh, Stevie Ray, who actually did it on WCW Thunder. Yeah. Not good. Taz wasn't good. Yeah, Smackdown. Taz wasn't the best. And Towards d- the end, I think Taz had started to pick up a little bit of the slack, but by then it was just too late. It, well, and, and, and I haven't seen any of his work in TNA. The combination so. between him and Michael Cole on SmackDown for a long time was um, yeah, it yeah, was cringeworthy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I mean, you, know? you you look at the the past list of pro wrestling commentators. And you just looking at the success to failure ratio, you would probably think, you know, let's let's find someone else. Let's find someone else to fill in for Vampiro. He can he probably you're right. He probably does have his hands in uh, more of the backstage operations or whatever. But 
success wise. Mm. Yeah, he's mm. he's not making it easy for Matt Stryker. That's what I no, would, he's not. What I would like to see is Cage do a top row moonsault <laughs> <laughs> onto the commentating yeah. team. And uh, well, well, poor Vampiro, that his would... chair gave out that one time. He doesn't even need someone to fall on him to, you know, make him take a bump to the yeah. ground. Well, if he just he, needs if, to stand up really fast. In the, <laughs> in the state that he's in now, and this this sounds terrible to say, and. I don't want to insult Vampiro, but in the state that he's in now, if he were to take a bump, it would probably kill him. Yeah. Uh, I, I think he could take a bump. He's got a lot of padding now. <laughs> a lot more than he used to back in the WCW He, he might be able to take a bump. Doesn't mean he's going to get up really yeah. fast or even uh, for a while. Or even at all. But uh, he'll definitely uh, land on his back. <laughs> I'm just going to lay here, bro. Oh, uh, bro. I'm just going to lay here. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm always for people improving and getting better. Sure. Um, I don't know that anybody's telling him that he needs to do that. Yeah. And I don't know that if somebody did tell him that he would uh, take that advice, he would probably just think, you don't know what you're talking about. He probably thinks, I'm Vampiro. I can do whatever the fuck I want. Probably. Well, he doesn't seem like a, a jerk to me. I don't really know much about Vampiro. Yeah, personally. I don't either. I'm just I, making I bet he's a really nice guy, a cool baseless guy. assumptions. <laughs> but uh, yeah, he's. I don't know that he's taking people's opinions uh, yeah. to heart. If if he's even hearing it at all. But you know, uh, looking at kind of the production side of of Lucha Underground and the storytelling that they uh, they kind of give you, which I will also say this: like what I also really like about Lucha Underground is the different camera angles you get mm -hmm. that are still different from what you would get on WWE at this point. Right. There where was, you have the crane shots and stuff like that. There was that one, I don't know if you remember it, um, when it was the finish, I think it was Daga versus Son of Havoc, and Son of, ha Son of Havoc finished with that shooting star press, Yeah. and they had that shot that was right above where he almost jumped straight up into the camera, and you see that above shot of the shooting star press. I don't know that I've ever seen that before. That yeah. was a really cool shot. They uh, they definitely have different camera angles and tracking shots and stuff that really makes it interesting. It's a different kind of uh, uh, level of storytelling in the ring that you know you don't like it. We were saying you don't really get in WWE. Mm -hmm. Well, know? no, because they're the WWE is focusing on. I don't I don't even know how to describe it, but the whole shaking of the camera, zooming in and out when. People mm -hmm. are getting punched or thrown oh, around. There's some, and there's some bad cut twos. I understand yeah. they, they have a lot more cameras probably. Maybe it's harder to direct it, but there's sometimes where there's about to be a big spot or there's about to be a pose in the ring where the guys are about to go like right into the center of the ring and hit their pose. And then it cuts to like Michael Cole and JBL sitting there. And then all of a sudden it cuts back to them and they're just finishing up their thing or you know, and then sometimes they realize that they missed a big moment, so then it'll pop back up in a replay. Yeah, but it's like, but they'll pop it back up in the middle of another big moment. Exactly. Right. Right. You know, it's like, really, what it is 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 sometimes less is more. Well, and <laughs> you know, Lucha, in the camera, Lucha Underground, you could tell from watching it, is a very produced show. It's not live. Yeah. Um, so. Even though there was a live audience there, yeah, it's there's, not there's live. an audience there. Yeah. Uh, I know they film more than one a day, and they usually film over a weekend. Mm -hmm. And then I don't know how many weeks it is, but they'll do like their whole show, and then it goes into the editing process and music and sound effects and all that stuff. So it's very produced. You shouldn't really think that that's a negative. I think that it's it's a different entity altogether. Yeah, it's, it's a, a different. Uh, well, it's definitely a different feel. It's a different beast. Yeah. 
Well, it's... thanks everybody for tuning in to this podcast about Lucha Underground. I am, as you know, the Wrench. You can follow me on Twitter at aka the Wrench. I am Jimmy the Executioner. You can follow me at Jimmy Serta One on Twitter. And this is Methane Max. You can follow me on Twitter at, at Methane underscore Max. You can also follow us at Podmageddon on Twitter. That's also our email, Podmageddon at gmail.com. That's P-O-D-M-A-G-E-D-D-O-N at gmail. You can check out our past episodes. Check out all of our stuff. Like us. Subscribe to us wherever we are. Go on iTunes. Subscribe. Go on SoundCloud. Give us likes. And definitely email us at that email. Let us know what you want to hear or what you don't want to hear. Try to rate <laughs> us, at least. And, uh, you know, that'll help push us out a little bit. So follow us on iTunes. Give us a, a subscribe. Check out our other episodes. You can also find us on SoundCloud.com slash Podmageddon. All of our episodes are there, too. And, yeah, don't be afraid to get in contact. Get up on in them guts. Get up on in them guts. <laughs> anyway, thanks for tuning in, everybody. My brother, my brother, Matanza, quit me, 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 brother, Matanza. Nice. <laughs> <laughs>